The Master's Song or The History of Masonry. The chorus is repeated many times throughout this ode, so I'll read it once at the start. Chorus. Who can unfold the royal art or sing its secrets in a song? They're safely kept in Mason's heart and to the ancient lodge belong. Adam, the first of humankind, created with geometry imprinted on his royal mind. Instructors soon his progeny Cain and Seth, who then improved the liberal science in the art of architecture, which they loved, and their offspring did impart. In a city fair and strong, first built and called it Consecrate, from Enoch's name his eldest son, which all his race did imitate. But godly Enoch of Seth's loins, two columns raised with mighty skill, and all his family enjoins the colonnading to fulfil. Our father Noah next appeared, a mason too divinely taught, and by divine command upreared the ark that held a goodly fraught. T'was built by true geometry, a piece of architecture fine, helped by his sons in number three, concurring in the grand design. So from the general deluge none were saved but masons and their wives, and all mankind from them alone descending architecture thrives. For they were multiplied amain, fit to disperse and fill the earth, in Shinar's lodge and lovely plain, to masonry gave second birth. But most of mankind were employed to build the city and the tower. The general lodge was overjoyed in such efforts of mason's power, till vain ambition did provoke the maker to confound their plot. Yet though with tongues confused they spoke, their art they never forgot. Thus when from Babel they disperse, in colonies to distant climes, or masons true who could rehearse, their works to those after times. King Nimrod fortified his realms by castles, towers and cities fair. Mitzurim, who ruled Egypt's helm, built pyramids stupendous there. Nor Japhet and his gallant breed did less in masonry prevail, nor Shemon those that did succeed to promise blessings by entail. For Father Abraham bought from Ur geometry the science good, which he never revealed without demur to all descendants from his blood. Nay, Jacob race at length were taught to lay aside the shepherd's crook, to use geometry where bought whilst under Pharaoh's cruel yoke, till Moses' master Mason rose and let the holy lodge from thence, or Mason's trained to whom he chose, whose curious learning to dispense. Aholiab and Bezalel inspired men the tent upreared, when the Shekinah chose to dwell, and geometric skill appeared. And when those valiant masons filled, Canaan the learned Phoenicians knew, the tribes of Israel better skilled in architecture firm and true. Dagon's house in Gaza town, artfully propped by columns too, by Samson's mighty arms pulled down, on Lord Philiston who it slew. Though t'was the finest fabrics raised, by Canaan's sons could not compare, with the creator's temple praised, for glorious strength and structure fair. But here we stopped a while to toast our master's health and wardens both, and warn you all to shun the coast of Samson's shipwrecked fame and troth. His secret once to wives disclosed, his strength was fled, his courage tamed. To cruel foes he was exposed, and never was a mason named. We sing of Mason's ancient fame, with fourscore thousand craftsmen stood, under the masters of great name, three thousand and six hundred good. Employed by Solomon the sire, and General Master Mason too, as Hiram was in stately tire, like Salem, B. 
built by Mason's true. The royal art was then divine, in craftsmen counselled from above. The temple did all works outshine, the wandering world did all approve. Ingenious men from every place came to survey the glorious pile, and when returned began to trace and imitate its lofty style. At length the Grecians came to know geometry and learnt the art, which great Pythagoras did show, the glorious Euclid did impart. The amazed Archimedes too, and many other scholars good, till ancient Romans did review, the art and science understood. But when proud Asia they had quelled, and Greece and Egypt overcome, in architecture and excelled, and brought the learning all to Rome, where wise Vitruvius master prime of architects and art improved, then great Augustus peaceful time, when arts and artists were beloved. They brought the knowledge from the east, and as they made the nations yield, they spread it through the north and west, and taught the world the art to build. Witness their citadels and towers, to fortify their legions fine, their temples, palaces and bowers, that state the masons' grand design. With mighty eastern kings and some, of Abraham's race and monarchs good, of Egypt, Syria, Greece and Rome, true architects understood. No wonder then if masons join to celebrate those mason kings, with solemn note and flowing wine, whilst every brother jointly sings. O glorious days for masons wise, over all the Roman Empire when, their fame resounded to the skies, proclaimed them good and useful men. From many ages thus employed, until the Goths with warlike rage, and brutal ignorance destroyed, the toil of many a learned age. But when the conquering Goths were bound, embraced the Christian faith they found, the folly that their fathers wrought, in loss of architecture sound, at length their zeal for stately fanes, and wealthy grandeur when at peace, made them exert their utmost pains, their gothic buildings to raise. Thus many a sumptuous lofty pile was raised in every Christian land, though not confirmed to Roman style, yet which did reverence command, the king and craft agreeing still, in well-formed lodges to supply, the mournful want of Roman skill, with their new sort of masonry. For many ages this prevails, their work in architecture deemed, in England, Scotland, Ireland, Wales, the craftsmen highly esteemed. By kings as masters of the lodge, by many a wealthy noble peer, by lord and laird, by priest and judge, by all the people everywhere. So Mason's ancient records tell, King Athelstan of Saxon blood, gave them a character free to dwell, in lofty lodge with others good. Drawn from old writings by his son, Prince Edwin, General Master Bright, who met at York the brethren soon, and to that lodge did all recite. Thence were the laws and charges fine, in every reign observed with care, of Saxon, Danish, Norman line, till British crowns united were. The monarch first of this whole isle uh, was learned James a Mason king, who first of kings revived the style, of great Augustus, therefore sing. But though in Italy the art from Gothic rubbish was first raised, and great Palladio did impart a style by Masons justly praised, yet here this mighty revival Jones of British architects the prime did build such glorious heaps of stone as never were matched since Caesar's time. King Charles I, a Mason too, 
with several peers and wealthy men, employed him and his craftsmen true, till wretched civil wars began. But after peace and crown restored, though London was in ashes laid, by Mason's art and good accord, a finer London reared its head. King Charles II raged then, the finest column upon earth, founded St. Paul's, that stately fane, a royal change with joy and mirth. But afterwards the lodges failed, to Great Nassau the task failed, whose bright example so prevailed that ever since the art has thrived. Let other nations boast at will, Great Britons now who yield to none, for true geometry and skill in building timber, brick and stone, for architecture of each sort, for curious lodges where we find the noble and wise resort, and drink with craftsmen true and kind. Then the good brethren all rejoice and fill their glass with cheerful heart. Let them express with grateful voice the praises of the wondrous art. Let every brother's health go round, nor fool or knave but masons true. And let our master's fame resound, the noble Duke of Montague. Who can unfold the royal art or sing its secrets in a song? They're safely kept in Mason's heart and to the ancient lodge belong. <laughs>